Welcome to Never Just a Dog. I'm your host, John Littlefair. And in this episode, I chat with Tyler Richardson, lead vocalist and bass player with Australian rock band Luca Brasi. We talk about recording their new album during COVID, song inspiration, and the great love he has for his dog called Marley. So have you got Marley hanging around there? Mate, I'm just um, patting her right now. She's just been asleep on the couch when I was out and about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've seen the photos and that's it. Mate, I've got to say, I've been a massive fan of your music for, for so long and then I just saw the Insta photos and I saw Marley. So was Marley at your wedding as well? Yeah, she was, man. <laughs> she sure was. That is like the photo of the year. Her face is just um, looks so happy. Did she just steal the chicken, or did she? Or did oh, she? Oh, man, to... she was she was the star of the show. Like absolutely, <laughs> oh. it was sick. She just did her own thing, and like everyone just watched her. It was great. <laughs> Hey, I've got to say, I was at a comedy show um, in London uh, a few years ago, and it was, it, was, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. And this lady came on with a dog on stage, and I don't think anyone remembers one joke that she said because she let the dog walk out around the, uh, around the crowd, and I was just cuddling this dog, and suddenly her show, <laughs> suddenly her show was over, and then she let them say, okay, we've got to take the dog, and everyone was just disappointed that her dog disappeared. So. <laughs> Tell me, um, yes. just talking about Marley, how, how did Marley come into your life? So um, I, just, I was thinking about this last night. Um, when my wife and I got together about 11 years ago, we just got back from being overseas and we'd kind of been together maybe a year at that point. Um, and I got home. I was working as a boilermaker at the time. I got back from work and she has a puppy at home. She's like, I've bought a dog. And I was just like, oh, shit. I'd never had a dog since I was a kid. Like it was part of the, the family thing, but I'd never been, I guess, an adult and had my own dog. And the first thing I thought, the first thing I said was like, hey, okay, that's great, but this is your dog. You know, I'm, I don't have the time to look after it. And then in about a week's time, um, yeah, things are completely <laughs> flipped over and she was my, she was my dog. <laughs> it didn't take me long, man, at all. That's amazing. So she was a little puppy when you got her. Yeah, we got her when she, I think she was like eight weeks old. So she was tiny. Um, but yeah, I just, I, my, she gives me so much um, flack about the fact that, that I was adamant, you know, I don't have the time to have a dog. And then, you know, within a week's time, she was my girl. <laughs> How quickly it switches. <laughs> now, I've never, ever heard know, that man, before. Yeah. <laughs> never. <laughs> it was crazy. But yeah, and ever since then, you know, like she's, she's just been me and her. And obviously they're, they're really good mates too, but, um, we do a lot of stuff together. Um, Alex, my wife, works uh, early a lot, and Marley and I usually go walking and hanging out, so we're pretty good mates. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a good friend, and he will kill me for saying this, but my good mate, Paul, they've got a little dog called uh, Gucci, and it's a little fluff ball, really small thing, and he says that he doesn't like this dog, and he's the biggest liar, mate. Every time I see him... <laughs> I, I, I rock up at his house. I'm going, oh, where is he? Is he at the office? And then you see him walking up with his little dog Gucci in his arms. And I'm going, you're the biggest liar in the world. And he's just cuddling this dog. This dog's always asleep on his chest if he's, we're watching football or something together. He's, when did you release your last album? Is that about 12 months ago? Everything is tenuous? Uh, the record came out in January. So so about six, it'd probably be almost six months by now, yeah. um, which means that, I guess the last, you know, I guess we finished making it about 12 months ago. So since, since everything kicked off, we've just had cancellation after cancellation. We just got home from overseas, um, which were in the UK. And this is when it all sort of started kicking off. So we got home and we were making the record 
big plans, you know, as I guess everyone did. And, and that was kind of it. We were lucky enough in that period though, that we decided we'd have a crack at making a record at home. So the label, instead of giving us an advance, they basically set us up a, a home studio. Um, and my, you know, Pat in the band's place in his spare room. So that's kind of what we ended up doing with that time that we were stuck at home. We taught ourselves how to record, engineer and made the album. But I guess since then, I've just been home. Um, I'm a teacher full time when I'm not away. So been back at work um, and I haven't left the state in 18 months. Oh, wow. Because we're so used to traveling all the time and I worked out I haven't been a plane in 18 months as of like right now. I think through this period. So we should be away right now on a festival run actually and that's all been uh, cancelled obviously because Australia right now is a disaster. Um, but hopefully by the time we get to go and you know, that'll be the album tour which is so weird because usually record, you know, you release an album and then go straight on tour like literally the same week. Yep. So it's pretty strange that we've had this record out for – Six months, and we have we played a couple of shows in Tassie in support of it, but that's it. We haven't actually been anywhere on that, you know, play these songs live. Tell me about Stay Chatty, mate. That, that's when I picked up and listened to your uh, talk on Stay Chatty when it came through. Tell me about that organisation in Tassie. Uh, so Stay Chatty is a mental health and, um, I guess, suicide awareness and prevention charity that was started by a bloke here who lost his younger brother. Um, and his response to that happening was to go and try and be proactive and raise awareness about mental health and go and work in schools and in organizations, like it could be anything, a footy club, a company, and just talk to, you know, young people, predominantly young men, um, about mental health and about raising awareness about issues surrounding mental health. And, um, how did you get involved? Just through the band. Um, we're lucky enough to... No, the director, just from, you know, just through the music scene. And I always wanted to do something with them. And with that happening, um, spending a bit of time with those guys, raising some money. We did a bunch of fundraising and just talking about um, my own experiences with mental health and with the people I know. And I guess trying to help spread the message, you know, with I'm lucky enough to have a platform of sorts, you know, through social media and playing in a band. So I really wanted to try and use it positively to, to talk about it. I mean, it's getting so much better with visibility um, around issues like that, but it's nice to actually have some kind of part in it and hopefully have some kind of proactive change or ability to, you know, to hear about this. And good on you, mate. Yeah, I was listening to um, your journey with anxiety and depression and also how Marley, um, dog that you stole from your wife, <laughs> has, has helped you. And it's just, it just blew me away. Like I was saying, you know, I never, I had a dog when I was a kid as a family dog, but I never, it was a family dog. Whereas Marley is, you know, she's our, our girl and my, you know, my best friend. So they're just, she's just so sensitive and just gets, just seems to get it when, okay, it's right now isn't playtime. It's time to listen um, and just be there for me a lot. She's just so willing to look after me. It's just crazy how sensitive Dogs can be. I'm watching a stretch right now on the couch. Um, just, I don't know, man. When I need something, she's there for it and gets the situation and we're happy just to be quiet and snuggle up and listen. And if I want to go for a walk and blow off some steam or go to the park, of course she's up for that. But she just makes everything better. It makes everything so much easier to deal with. Yeah, what they do, I guess. Like uh, you wake up in the morning and she is there to hang out with you. If you don't want to hang out, she'll go and sit elsewhere and wait till you're ready to hang out. You know, it's 
wonderful. <laughs> Can't describe it any other way, man. It's the best thing ever. The, the words are hard to describe about how much Marley has done for me. And, you know, if you can tell them off for doing whatever thing they've done. She runs to the house on the couch with muddy paws, but she'll forgive you in the first second. And it's impossible to hold a grudge the other way as well. You know what I mean? It just works both ways. <laughs> Isn't it? She can't do a thing wrong. And she, I, I also think that through that, they teach you about forgiveness. And like, I mean, honestly, they show you that love is absolutely unconditional. The way they act is just ridiculous. <laughs> and they, they spent the whole day, man, just waiting for you to open that gate or that door and just to hang out with you. So it's pretty hard not to feel special in some way. Yeah, she's waited that whole day for that one moment and it's impossible not to be stoked because of that, I don't reckon. Just on your album as well, there's – I'll get to my two favourite songs, but there's one that didn't make the album that I was a um, little bit disappointed about. And it's, <laughs> I think I know what it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The fact I've got that, a feeling. The fact that you love me more. The fact that you love me more than you love dog treats. Probably the greatest. Uh, <laughs> the greatest lyrics of any song I've heard anywhere, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, man. Um, like once again, so I was. We were actually. I think we we're actually in lockdown at that point in Tassie, which didn't last for very long. I was trying to just do some internet content stuff and I was just thinking about I was spending my time hanging out with Marley so um, I wrote a little song for her that went on the internet and just a very you know off the cuff Instagram thing and it's probably the most popular thing we've ever bloody done so maybe we should go on Spotify Mate, I reckon you should put it on Spotify. I'll definitely. Well, I'm going to. I'm going to be promoting it. So, um, so all your listeners, I'll drop a little plug in here for you here. All your anyone listening, go onto Luca Brazi Instagram account. Is it the, on Instagram? Yeah, it's on be. Instagram. In the, I think it's the IGTV videos. Scroll down and look for Marley Rules, and you'll you'll hear the greatest song ever recorded about a man and his dog. And, um, and about a dog, uh, a dog crapping on the neighbor's property. <laughs> yeah. And um, <laughs> how this uh, particular uh, band member, frontman Luca Brazzi, dresses his dog up with his T-shirts. <laughs> uh, wait, I think a lot of people can relate to that part. <laughs> I think. Imagine if a dog said, "Right, today is the day I'm going to dress you, Dad, in what I want to dress," and it makes you go out naked just with a dog collar on or something. Exactly, man. And it's bloody payback for the amount of time <laughs> yeah. she's worn. She's worn a lot of Luca Brasi t-shirts, this dog, and modelled them for me. I've seen them on your on your Insta, mate. I've got to I've got to get my credit card out and buy some stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> actually, she's um she's the star of a couple of t-shirts too. Yeah, she's been on the front of a couple of shirts. I think um that's the one at the end of the song. Yeah, so everyone's got to listen right to the end of the song. That's we, it. And it's on there. Yeah, definitely, mate. I'm, I'm going to have to uh, I'm going to have to get myself one of them. We'll make some more. We'll make some more. Yeah. Hey, favourite two songs for me is Dying to Stay Alive and This Selfish Love. What's the inspiration behind uh, both of those songs? Um, Dying to Stay Alive was really, I guess it kind of came back to the mental health stuff. Like I just, the big focus on that one was wanting to feel something entirely and to feel, like I guess it's so obvious, but to feel alive when sometimes you go through phases of just feeling like I'm just going through the motions and life it doesn't feel as full as it could be, you know? Um, and I got through that and I think a lot of people could probably relate to that too. When it's just like, 
I want something to happen to make me feel like that, you know, life is life and it's happening to me rather than I want to be a part of something. I guess I'm trying to struggle to say this properly, but does that kind of make sense? Like it's, it's the real need to, and a desire to live and to feel like sometimes things happen if you can, you know, and that is hard to sometimes fight through that feeling of I'm going through the motions, life's happening to me, but I want to, I want to, you know, be in charge of my life and my fate, you know, I guess. Absolutely, mate. And this selfish love. That's probably my favourite song that I actually reckon I've ever written. Probably my actual favourite. Um, Even more so than Marley Rules? <laughs> no, maybe not. Maybe, maybe it's second favourite then. But um, so that one, I guess it's a bit of a, oh, it's a total love song to my partner. And just those times when, when most of the time you're so worried about all these trivial things or I am in my life and I really struggle sometimes to not get bogged down in just shit that isn't important, you know, trying to remind yourself that there are only really a few things that really matter. And one of them being um, caring about who you're with and doing the best you can for them rather than just being so tied up in stuff that really doesn't matter at all. Like I was talking to someone and they're like, you know, what is this? I was talking about something and they're like, well, is that going to, kill you is someone going to die from this is this the end of it all i'm like no well, what the hell does it matter then you know and that's a big reminder for me i try and write some stuff to sometimes reflect back on what actually matters and that's a big one for me it's one of my favorite songs mate it's one of my oh, def- awesome man thank you luca brazi i mean you've got so many so many songs that i love so where's your favorite gig you've ever played um shit i, I reckon had a few shows that were really breakthrough venues for us like um as far as capacity wise and reaction to some of the songs on that tour. And that was the, I think that was a tour from a record two albums ago now, why out takes him like a long time ago. But um, we did a lot of stuff on that record that were goals that we set when we started getting a bit more serious when people paid attention to us. And I can't pinpoint exactly one on that tour, but it was definitely that tour. Cause it was like, you sort of take it for granted too. Cause you kind of ticking little, like ticking little lists off and, not kind of thinking about it enough. And that was one where a couple of times I looked around and went, wow, I can't believe we just did that or, you know, played that venue or that was how good the show was and that was how loud the audience was, that sort of thing. That was a big one for us. That would, that would have probably been, I guess, about four years ago now. It seems like a long time. But that was when the radio started taking off and we sort of had decided to take things a bit more seriously and start touring more and traveling overseas. So that, that whole period was really important and special to me for sure. Um, but that sounds like a collective tour. That's a pretty good answer, mate. So. Yeah, I, I think it was that, that whole experience. I think you're dead right, man. But I, I would definitely say that that there was a period there for about six months where we did a lot of things that, and we never got to celebrate them. It was like, okay, next thing, you know, we're going here or going there. And then looking back, that was the period that I guess defined us becoming more of a band and taking things more seriously. Do you, do you still get asked a lot about your cover of uh, How to Make Gravy, on, uh, like a version on Triple oh, Day? Constantly, and that was kind of in the same period even. So, um, yeah, and that was actually massive for us. We don't, we haven't played it live in a very long time, much to the chagrin of uh, a lot of people in the audience. Um, but that was massive, man. For us, we got so much positive feedback. I've got to talk to Paul a bunch of times about it. He really liked it. Um we grew up listening to Paul Kelly. Like, he's an absolute icon. So it could have gone south. We could have pissed some people off. I'm glad it went that way, man, because as, as I kind of said, um, 
he's such an icon and so well loved that if you stuff up a Paul Kelly song, you might um, get dragged over the coals. <laughs> <laughs> Find somewhere south in Tasmania just to go and hiding into a recluse into a cave or something. And <laughs> yeah, they never come back. That's it. Yeah. It's all over. The dream's over. Yeah. But yeah, man, as much, you know, we don't play it because we like to think that, um, you know, we did it and it's his song and yeah. You know, it's it's lovely we did it, but we kind of just put that one to bed. It's yeah. it's a yeah, yeah. How old's Marley now? Just to flick back to Marley. So how old's? No, uh, of course, absolutely, man. Uh, Marley is she is ten and a half. Oh, okay. So she's um she's been around a while. And does she have a, a nickname? Like, you know how you uh, give dogs uh, nicknames and stuff. Has she got a like a middle name as well, or just Marley Richardson? Uh, well, my my wife is she's Marley Cleaver. I've been told it's not changing, so that's Alex's that's Alex's name. Um, so she's going to be Marley Cleaver forever. But she's just she's Miles, but she's also like a million other nicknames just on any different day, man. I don't even know where like you know what I mean. Like you just come home and say something to her, and it sticks, and it's and every single day it's something else. But so she's Marley. She's Marley Cleaver. I've been told that's not allowed to change, even when Alex changes her name. Which I don't know when that's going to be, but she's always going to be Marley Cleaver. I've been told. Okay, and that's the rules. Okay, okay. <laughs> mate, uh, and uh, happy, happy wife, happy life. So it's so uh, that's it, mate. But, exactly. I couldn't do it to her. But behind <laughs> your wife's back, you can always just add a few things in and just say, Marley, it's just I between, can do that. It's just between you and me. Mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she's great at keeping secrets, man. She never speaks like <laughs> yeah. She keeps under her belt all the time. She's good like that. Yeah, just watch out that she's not writing it in some secret poor language or whatever, and then you go, and then your wife will come in and go, "Mate, you've got some explaining to do. Look at this shit." Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. So that's no, good. Yeah, but she's—I don't know. She's got a million nicknames on any different day. Yeah, yeah good mate. Good, good. I don't good. know. She's just so cute. And I grew up. I grew up Labradors, and um, Alex grew up Retrievers, and Marley's half Border Collie, which I think has been awesome because. She's still so active, man. She's like 11 years old and will just go off and run. Like she still has that in her. I think it's a great mix. And she's, she's really good size too. Like she's not real big. Is she going on tour with you? Oh, man, I wish. She's just, yeah, just hanging out and padding before I go to sleep or I want to wind down or if I'm upset or anything. She's just, just gets it. I love it. 